You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. Welcome to the show on uh, November, what is today? The November, November the 5th? 5th. We're actually recording. It'll air on the 12th. So That's right. by then I'll either be thrilled with the results of the Tennessee-Georgia uh, football game. It's at 3.30 today, <laughs> Eastern time. Or I'll be in deep depression. I thought you were going to say something about the election, but yeah, I guess Tennessee <laughs> well, football is more important. Yeah, yeah well, the election comes second then to that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, uh, uh, we play Georgia and Tennessee's ranked number one for the first time ever since the bowl championship series, even though we won the first year of the bowl championship series oh, okay. in 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been all downhill from there. And of course, my son is a, a diehard Tennessee volunteer fan. And they're and, playing Georgia. And they're playing Georgia. And we're on a number, Georgia radio station. Yeah, we're on so, a Georgia radio station. So, and Georgia's ranked number three in the country okay. in the bowl championship series or whatever. And called. they play today? Today at 3.30. Okay. So that might be worth it. Don't looking. call me between 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> right. And 6.30 or so. Actually, just don't call me at all today because right. I'll be either elated or very depressed. I don't call my son when they lose because mm-hmm. we don't talk for a couple of days. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's just, this <laughs> makes him crazy. So, and I have my shirt on today that you can't see if you're listening, but if you're watching our podcast on YouTube, which is one of the many uh, avenues that we market to, mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, That's right. our own website. Um, if you're having to watch, you can see my blue tick hound, which is Smokey, which is for the Tennessee Volunteers. That's our mascot. I know, I know, we're hillbillies. We also have Davy Crockett as a as a as a mascot with the coonskin hat and the oh and boy, yeah, the, he's, yeah. So we're we're hillbillies. Davy Crockett, not to be confused with Daniel Boone, who was in this. Oh, area. maybe it's Daniel. I don't no, know. No, Daniel Boone's in this area. Yeah, Davy Crockett is in Tennessee, southern, so. northern. Yeah. yeah, and Rocky Top is our our song. So. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> so don't make fun of us. I don't. Anyway, should we talk about cars or yeah, just going to talk about football cars. all day? What's happening at Classic Auto Mall? Well, you know where we sold cars this week. I Actually, we had one extra day, thank God, because right. been a little slow. Mm-hmm. I think people well, are um, a little bit concerned, the stock market being the way it is. But I say a little bit slow. We sold four yesterday. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> slow day for classic automobiles. Four yeah. car sales. Yeah, four sales in a day is a bad day for us. So, so, but we're, we're selling more overseas lately, too. Okay. Because I guess that means that's not good for the dollar. Yeah, but right. but uh, we sold to... Um, this week, Decatur, Georgia, Fowler, Illinois, New Alexandria, Pennsylvania, Massapequa, New Jersey, Swedesboro, New Jersey, Wilmington, Delaware, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, Swans Island, Maine, Cousais, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, uh, Cambridge, New York, St. Helena, California, Houston, Texas, McKeesport, Pennsylvania, Santiago, Chile, and Lawrenceville, Illinois. <laughs> so Santiago, Chile, then Lawrenceville, Illinois. Right. So they're a perfect match for each other. Um the Chile, we sold the two Model Ts that we had, those very nice Model Ts that are in 807. Can you, can you, are you allowed to say what went to Dubai? Uh, what went to Dubai? A 
48 Bentley. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, that's, which just seems to be a popular type of car over there. Is it? Um, yeah, the, the older classic Bentleys and Rolls's and, and driver, more driver quality though, uh, that they look for in mm-hmm. the 40s and 50s stuff. Not necessarily the pre-war stuff and not necessarily the newer stuff, although I'm sure they have plenty of those over mm-hmm. there. There's some massive car collections in Dubai. Unbelievable. And, and, and all over that, that region. Yep. Uh, there are, Man, I've seen some videos of some of the princes, and did you see the one that Dennis Collins, the guy, who was oh yeah, friends yeah, with yeah, Richard Rawlings, yeah, walked uh, through there, walked through this mm-hmm. princess. Colli- I mean, it was just every hyper, right. super, whatever you want to act, you know, top of the top, top of the top, best of the best, yep. you know, and uh, so, and it's interesting to see those cars because you know a lot of times they get squirreled away, and you only get to see them if you know the person that owns them or your friends was a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. kind of like Leno's stuff and. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep wondering if one day Leno's collection would ever be kind of open to the public in some form or fashion. But I don't imagine it will be just because I think he enjoys, you know, having a, that place. And I guess enough people get to go. I've never been, although I've been promised that a buddy of mine will take me the next time there. I'm there. So we shall see. I also uh, had met the, uh, the Nethercut family uh, when I mentioned that the last time mm-hmm. when we were on, when we were in Newport, Rhode Island, and they invited me to come see their collection. And apparently that's a Pretty amazing collection as well, too. There's, and you know, for every well-known collection, though, there's lots of them that you've never heard right. of. I mean, I've seen some collections around here that are within a short, reasonable amount of distance from yeah. here that are just amazing. Well, I the mean, Mascaro collection is a good example. Yeah, of that. and That's he's now open, open to the public on yeah. Sundays. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lou Mascaro is a friend of uh, Classic Automalls and has been since day one. He's got a collection of. Unbelievable. F40, F50, yeah, Ferraris, um, Aston Martins, the McLarens, uh, the Ferraris, as I mentioned, uh, Porsches, you know, and he buys the top of the top, the GT3 RS, R Carreras, 6.29, you know, yeah. just name off of as long a list as you want to make it. And that's what he buys. And he buys the best of the best. And of course, when you do that and you're not in a hurry to sell them, then generally cars like that go up in value sure. pretty significantly. You know, you could have bought an F40 Ferrari. I don't know what they were new, but they were, I don't know, 100, <laughs> 180 grand or something maybe. And of course at the time, that was a lot of money. Right. It's still a lot of money. I mean, it is fun. But you know, they've appreciated. What's the average price of a new car now? Over $40,000? Yeah. Go find a car for forty thousand. Can you even find right. anything for forty? I guess you could get a Nissan Versa with roll up windows and uh, no power locks. And well, if you if you that's new car price. If yeah. you if you want a, a used car, they're they're still out there, and I think I think it's softening up a little bit. Yeah, it seems to be. The prices aren't quite as strong. Of course, that's always the case when I'm ready to sell. <laughs> <laughs> right. As we decided to after a. Short tenure in the Jeep ownership world again. We've now moved on to something else. So uh, the All Jeep right. was great. You're a typical car guy. <laughs> no, I just, just never shuffling never, cars. Never satisfied. <laughs> so our Jeep, this is the shameless plug for it. It's a 2022 uh, Grand Cherokee Summit V8 mm-hmm. uh, with a crystal black metallic paint and the Tupelo. Interior, which is a pleated honey colored Tupelo honey. I don't know. If oh, that, I guess that, so. I don't yeah. know if that yeah. means that or not. But, but, uh, Tupelo honey is, it's not Tupelo honey. It's just Tupelo, Tupelo. is the name of the, the interior. And it's the summit, which is the top of the, or second to the top of the line, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I guess there's a, there's one that's even better. And this has got not the third row seating. It's not the long version. It's the short version. And it's got a whopping one, nine, 1,980 miles. That's all it took. <laughs> so, well, it's not your cup of tea. That's it, right. It just was something that didn't fit what we really wanted sure. for whatever reason. So we got a supercharged Range Rover and that's 
you know, now I'm happy. <laughs> and now will the Jeep be listed here? Or? Yeah, it will be listed at Classic Auto Mall site mm-hmm. unless one of my dealer buddies makes me right. an offer I can't refuse, mm-hmm. but uh, which they seem to be interested in it because it was hard to buy. Mm-hmm. So when we went looking for the car, we had all the, the list of what we wanted, and we're usually pretty specific about what we're looking for, as you should be when you go sure. car shopping. You want to know what color you're looking for and what you'd be happy with, what engine combination, blah, blah, blah. And we knew we wanted all the, the features that this had. There was five of them within 500 miles hmm. of here, which there's, if you just search for a Jeep Grand Cherokee, I mean, within 500 miles of here, there's probably 10,000. Yeah. Um, so there was five of them and four of the five were being driven by the owners of the dealership. Wow. Which tells you what kind of car it is. Sure. And again, it just didn't fit what we wanted for whatever reason. Right. But, uh, it's beautiful, a great car. It's a beautiful car. Beautiful car. It looks very similar to the Range Rover. It does. Yeah. It, you could almost, I mean, if you look, if you just glanced where we park our cars, you'd think, oh, that's the same mm-hmm. car that's been sitting there, and it's not. It's the Range Rover is is kind of got that little sleeker lower mm-hmm. top in the rear, and and anyway, muscly, muscly looking, and it sounds like a beast. <laughs> yeah, five hundred and fifteen horsepower. That's plenty, or something, you know. And the thing is, although it's my wife's car. I'm the one who usually drives and we usually go everywhere together. So it's like, I got to get something that I want to, right, <laughs> even right. though it's for you, honey. Yeah. It's really for me. <laughs> so anyway, we love it. Uh, we bought it from, uh, a dealer down in uh, Willow Grove, uh, PA, uh, Land Rover of Willow Grove, yep. uh, Land Rover Jaguar of Willow mm-hmm. Grove. Great people to work with down there and, uh, they, uh, uh, they're car guys too. And of course the great thing about dealers around here is they utilize us a lot mm-hmm. because them and Auto House and Lancaster are some friends of ours that if they take a trade in on something that doesn't fit into their wheelhouse, uh, a 57 Thunderbird or something along those lines, then they call us. So we get Sometimes first pick at the, uh, or first shot at it. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, and it helps them and it's good for us. And, and, and I got a couple of consignments from a guy who was recommended by a new car dealer to call us. Um, that's, to, that's great. That's yeah. really a great connection. Yeah. It really is to have those guys. So thanks to those guys. Uh, and speaking of inventory, uh, <laughs> we did stop calling one. us. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't stop. Never no, stop. No, never, ever, ever <laughs> stop calling us. We'll always mostly we'll, say yes. We'll find, we'll find room. We find room one way, one hell. And kick way. the front desk out. Yeah. And we don't yeah. need that. Well, you see what the food court's happened. Oh, the food court's <laughs> filled with cars. Truck room's filled truck with Truck room's cars. filled with cars in yep. the truck room, so we can't call it the truck room anymore. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I wanted to say last week, too, is my buddy Lee Cross puts on the Shelby GT350 tour, and they went back to the Ozarks where we, uh, Kathy and I, lived for years mm-hmm. in uh, Branson and surrounding that area and stayed at Big Cedar Lodge, which is Johnny Morris's fabulous resort on Table Rock Lake in, in Branson. And they all get together in Shelby GT350s, and mm-hmm. they tour, and they eat, and they drink, and they stay at places and all that. And so they twice they've been to the Ozarks because they liked it so many, so much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they visited Top of the Rock, which is Johnny Morris's restaurant, par three Nicholas Design Golf Course. It's got a tour of – you get in a golf cart and take a tour of these caves, nice. and, and it's just unbelievable. It's really a cool thing. So, And they were they were here a couple of years ago, uh, the GT350 tour, and we had dinner with them at the uh, Hershey AACA Museum. And uh, interesting bunch of guys, you know. They're, they're all diehard car guys who are not afraid to jump in their GT350 and go anywhere, you know, as we saw with uh, Chuck Cantwell a few weeks ago right. when we were talking about Radnor, and he comes idling up at the stoplight when it's pouring down rain. Wow. Wiping it, wiping right. off the dew off the inside. Of the, <laughs> it was crazy. So anyway, um, 
new inventory this week, uh, or recently, 2013 Ford Mustang Boss 302. It's in school bus yellow. I think that's as good an accurate, I mean, if you don't know what that color is, then you either, you're blind, I guess. It's like a gold, like a golden rod. But I mean, everybody knows what school, school bus, bus yellow. yellow. You can say a lot of colors and people go, like crimson. Right. Oh, uh, well, I don't know what color that is. Or, you know, fuchsia or right. there's a bunch of colors that people might not know. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Yeah. I have, I have the very rare car that I want to sell you and it's one of five <laughs> built and it's built in chartreuse. So there's a reason they only made five is because. So anyway, this 2013 Boss 302, one of 800 156 built. Uh, it's got the Brembo Brembo front disc brakes. It's got Recaro racing seats. It's got a six-speed manual, the five-liter Coyote engine, 5,346 actual miles, which is... Garage queen. Yeah. I mean, let's get seven, eight, nine. What Can you get a 23 yet? I guess you can, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. So. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure you can. Yeah. yeah it's after August yep. or October or September or whenever it is. It's late in the year. <laughs> It's light in the year because if they have computer chips, it's available. But you know, this is a funny question, but I don't really know if I know the answer. Do cars still come out around the first of September? I think every so. Year? I mean, is that the same? Yeah, yeah. They start previewing them in the magazines, you know, in in May and right. June. I saw a little. I, saw, I have a stack of magazines next to my desk that I just can't get Tell to. Tell me about it. The Haggerty one is really nice. That's it's the nice. That is the new car and driver to me. It really car is. Drivers too. become like a little thin a little thin thing. thing. Yeah. And we have a full page ad in the new Haggerty. I saw it. Yeah. I saw yeah. It. So uh, very nice. Yeah. So and they have a million two subscribers. Wow. Good, so. for the, good for them. Yeah, and good for us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when we return, we might get through a little bit of this inventory. It seems <laughs> to be the problem, uh, uh, the running problem. Uh, when we return to the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live, if you're here, from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgan Township. We'll back in a couple. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Live, if you're here. From Beautiful warm day warm. in Morgantown. It's November it's the 5th, weird. and it's like 75 degrees out That's there. Pennsylvania for you. Guess what's going to happen? It'll snow tomorrow. We're going to have, we're <laughs> going to have a winter. Oh, oh I don't know. I think we are. I think we're due. So, but anyway. Whatever the farmers all want access, do just think the opposite. Do you actually have one of those? They, they have them around. <laughs> Where? Well, I used to work in an old hardware store, hundred year old hardware store. So they live by that, and right? They, they used to still sell that thing. We're going to close next Thursday at three because it's going to snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good right. to know that. So, uh, uh, and then, oh, we set the t- clocks back this weekend too. Uh, yeah. Or fall back. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Fall back. It is. I hope they outlaw that. Well, my ex-wife called me one time and she, it was about 1130 at night. <laughs> I swear to God. She said, she said, 
she goes, I am so tired. She goes, can I, do I have to wait till 2 a.m. to set my clock back or can I just go ahead and do it now? And I'm like, are you really kidding me? Uh, that's funny. That's like the discussion we just uh, yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. About toes and feet. Right. We won't even go there, but, that's uh, and then, and then, uh, one time she said we were walking from, uh, in Branson, we were walking to our the restaurant that was on our property and we were outside and it was cool. It was pretty cool outside, a little breezy. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, if it was raining right now, it'd probably be snowing. <laughs> I was like, okay then. That's, so anyway, back to Reader's Digest type. That's jokes. right. Frank Barone got one published when uh, on Everybody Loves Raymond. He was so excited, oh, that's funny. so proud. Remember that? They paid you fifty bucks. I yeah, think. yeah. What was it? Yeah. Uh, laugh something. Laugh yeah. something. And then there was one. There was military stories. Right, right, and right. There was, there I was, submitted a few of those over the years. Did you ever? Yeah. You know, no, never, never got published. So God, it must have been lousy. <laughs> <Not> fifty dollars. <laughs> anyway, uh, more new inventory. A '69 Buick GS 400 convertible. Did you see that car? I oh, did. Man. Yeah, it's big a verde fan. green. Mm-hmm. Over Pearl. Yeah, you were. You schooled me on a little something. A little bit, on that. yeah. Yeah, you were right though. We, I don't know how we missed what we missed, but we're not telling you. If you can guess what we missed and you saw it, then send me an email. Podcast <laughs> at classicautomall.com. <laughs> but it's Verde Green over Pearl. Uh, it's got the 400 cubic inch V8. It's not a stage one. Correct. It's Ram Air inducted though. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Ram Air inducted. Yeah, inducted. Inducted Ram into Air the inducted. Ram Air Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> turbo Hydromatic 400 three speed automatic. Uh, it's got a really nice pearl. Isn't that, there's another term, another word for that. What's it called? Uh, for that pearl white interior that you see on General mm-hmm. Motors products. And oh. I'll think of it here in a minute. That's, All right. Sorry, I brought it up. Um, we need a, just somebody over here doing research. I think we do. And every time we get stumbled, they just, <laughs> they just pop it up on a little card and yeah. say, right, right. Here's this. And <clears throat> don't ever ask that question again. <laughs> Maybe we should do our own research before we start blabbering well, that, about something. That would be my job as producer <laughs> if I wasn't a co-host. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't I have can't it, do two things I at once. I cannot do both of these things for God's sake. And so. I'm filming. And, and I'm filming. And you gotta turn the lights on and <laughs> God, I don't, how do you do what you do? Yeah, I know. It's, um, you probably deserve a raise. So. <laughs> okay. We'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah, no, let's negotiate it right here, <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, this is formerly owned by Timu Salane. Timu Salane. Who is that? He was a, uh, a <laughs> hockey player. Was he, hockey player. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. So we'll, yeah, he was a hockey player. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a wonderful car, and I love those cars. And they're finally coming into their own. You know, they were a little bit unloved for a lot of years. Uh, that body style of the '69. Mm-hmm. So that would have been '68 and '69. Was that the year of that body style? Did it change? '68, '69. Yeah, and '70. '70 they went big. I think. Yeah, bigger car. I um, think so. Or yeah. It may have been '70 to '71. We need to look that up. <laughs> look that up, producer. <laughs> How many things that we we're just going to talk about? Stuff that. we have no idea what we're talking oh, about because there's so much to know. I know. It's hard I mean, to be the can, master of everything. How can you know everything? Or I think know. it's '69 to '71, but I'm, I'll have to check that. Well, I have a computer here if it would work. But now I can't get the mouse to do anything. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll stop asking inane questions that we don't know the answer Convertible to. Buick GS400, green over white. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, they are coming into their own. They really are. That body style was unloved for a long. It's mm-hmm. an odd look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly different looking, um, than most cars that you see from that era, but it's got a really cool feel to it. And Buick, uh, was more performance oriented than people realize, mm-hmm. really. In the 70s, you look at the GSX, yep. and, and, uh, those were just, you know, monster machines, 500 foot pounds of torque, and, uh, it would go, go yeah. like crazy. 
also in 64 Sunbeam Alpine. Have you seen this bad boy? Yes. In oh. fact, it's, we did a nice little feature on YouTube. It's up. Oh, and is it? I didn't starring even look at you, the report. Starring oh. Stuart Howden. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and uh, it's a great car, and you, you covered it well in a minute and a half on YouTube. So uh, if you want to see more, go to the Classic Auto Mall and then go to YouTube. Yeah, go to ClassicAutomall.com. You can see all of our inventory. We're over 815 cars right. or something right now. It's just amazing. We uh, The consignment business has been really good. The sales business has been a little bit slow, mm-hmm. but again, uh, we're seeing light at the end of the proverbial tunnel, and hopefully Tuesday will give us some more light. So Correct. We'll see. Correct. Uh, and after Tennessee wins. After Tennessee wins. See, that will get me back to focused on what I need to focus <laughs> on. If Tennessee wins today, they'll be 9-0. and uh, uh, 72, I think. See, the there's, last there's year? a 72. It's the same body style. And that's, and the GSX yeah. was 70. 70. So that's based on the Skylark, mm-hmm. um, as well. Yep. So, uh, but the 70, no, if the GSX was based on the Skylark, then that was a different body style than the 69. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, do know that because now it's coming back to me. To be continued. Uh, now my brain is starting to kick in because the, the Coca-Cola at 1023 and, we went to the casino last night. Just oh, you did? This, yeah. <laughs> Second gen is, uh, according to Wiki, Wikipedia is 68 to 72. That's the, uh, mm-hmm. s- but, but the 70 GSX looks different than that. <clears throat> okay. I don't, I don't know. Look it up. No, I, I know what it, you know, GS, the yellow with the yeah, stripes yeah, and everything. That's a different look than that. Okay. Completely different. So was huh. that two different models or something? Okay. Or? I don't know. Podcast at classicautomall.com. <laughs> School us, you Buick expert. Yeah, right. Buick Club of America. Yeah. Chime in. I think, I think the GSX was the same body style, just pumped up a little bit. Right. Like a, like a GNX. It was right. Just pumped up. Right. If you say so. Okay. Uh, also the 64 Sunbeam Alpine that we got in that people are confusing with the Tiger because most people don't realize that there was actually another model that was very similar, as we say in East Tennessee, <laughs> similar to the, um, the Tiger, but, uh, not as, not as, um, Design-wise, not as radical maybe as the Tiger, mm-hmm. the little less finny and a little less whatever. But uh, this thing is unbelievable. It's blaze silver over red interior. Um, it's a total custom. Yeah. 6.2 liter LS3 V8. Uh, Frankenstein 11 degree heads. I have no idea what that means. I don't either. Uh, Phytech electronic fuel injection, which is really cool. And lots of red leather. Mm-hmm. Lots hyphen O hyphen. It's beautiful. Red. And... Um, it's it's got fat tires. It doesn't sit like a normal British. No, it's uh, got sports car. It sits more like a Chevelle, yeah. <laughs> a jacked up or a Chevelle, Corvette, or a right? little bit jacked in the rear. You yeah, know, it's got a little bit of rake in the but rear. Nicely done. Nicely done. A very nicely tucked. Done. The, the wheels are tucked in. Yeah, it's almost tubbed. I guess. Yeah, it is yeah. Tubbed. It's got uh, exhaust, dual exhaust out the middle. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing car. I mean, the amount of effort mm-hmm. and labor and intensity of time and money that goes into building something like that is it's staggering. I mean, it's. I would have ventured that the guy has well over two hundred thousand wow. dollars in that thing. I mean, you just you just start doing the math mm-hmm. of what it costs to make these cars, and people don't realize the bargain that you can get by buying one that's already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know all the time and effort and troubleshooting that the guy went with uh, or went through to get to that point. It's done for you. You know, mm-hmm. all the heavy lifting is done. And so, and it takes twice as long to, to build it right. than you think. Right. I hope it finds a good home. And if I win the $1.6 billion <laughs> today, I'll pick that up for, yeah, for, for Ethan. That, yeah, good Ethan. Here. here you go. Have have something. Now, I have one for each day. Now, don't bug me anymore. Right. That's what I think I would do with all my friends. I'd give them, you know, 50 grand and say, done. Don't call me and ever ask me for money again. I, I know you I don't, don't need it now. I don't get a lot of calls like that, so I'm not really. I guess I'm keeping 1.6 billion. billion. I told Ethan, 
point six is six hundred million. Yeah, yeah, the 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 point six the yeah, throwaway yeah. money. Exactly, you know. that's pocket money. I think they said I read somewhere that after taxes and all, if you took the cash option, yeah. it would be just shy of five hundred million tax free in your account. Wow. So I mean, the shopping spree would begin. I would. Uh, I would be classic this, automobile. Would be my first stop. <laughs> yeah, and this building wouldn't be big enough anymore. <laughs> we would have to add on to this building right. because it just wouldn't be big enough for all the cars that I want yep. to own. Because there's. I can find excuses to buy so many different cars, it's not even funny. I even have a list somewhere. I, I used yeah. to keep a list. I don't know if I still have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have it. I have every, I never throw away anything. I have my wish list on my uh, website yeah. at carsmartsradio.com. You, you can see I have my, my wish list on the Pantera's <laughs> hey, on there. Uh, yeah. Pantera's, uh, I mean, there's Ferraris, yeah, Ford GT40s, uh, the real ones and then the new ones. But then when you come here, then you add to your list. Yeah. I see a, a, what is it? 64 Sunbeam Alpine with an LS3 in it. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought that wouldn't be a car that you'd put on your wish list until you see it and you go, Oh, wait a minute. I like that. Probably have to have a 962 Porsche, I would imagine, and a 917. I would. And a 512 Ferrari. And oh my God. There goes that 500 million. Well, think about it. About it. If you bought a Ferrari GTO, they're fifty, sixty million. Yeah. Uh, if you bought the Uhlenhaut, uh Mercedes Benz that just sold, or one hundred and thirty million. Right. I mean, you're, you're half your money in two cars. But you could take five million and have a really good. Time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to own a Ferrari GTO. No, I wouldn't I, want something I couldn't drive at least a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't want something that I, I just I wouldn't feel comfortable driving it, and and I wouldn't want to spend that much money on one car. Right. Think for 30, 50, 60 million, whatever it is, how many cool cars. Think of how many cool $100,000 cars there are out there. Exactly. There's That's thousands of them right. that are a hundred grand. Uh, so you could have, I mean, you could own, you know, you could own so many cars for the same money and probably get just as much enjoyment. 100%. Because I would venture to guess that if you pulled up to 99% of the people in a Ferrari GTO, a 62 or 63 Ferrari GTO or a Ferrari 308, more people would gravitate to the 308 mm-hmm. than the GTO. And yep. that's just because human nature, they don't really know what's what in Ferrari world, and, and that's okay. I mean, I don't know everything either, as proven on this show, <laughs> seemingly uh, quite often today. We have a Ferrari, but I'm, I'm not sure you're covering it this week. Uh, the 360 Modena Spider? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Grigio or Titanium or one of those it's colors. The it's the gray. Uh, the Very nice. charcoaly gray. No, I don't. I don't think we even have that one. Up and loaded yet? It's close. It right, should right. be probably the next car up. We we got bombarded mm-hmm. <laughs> with consignments. We took in 134 last month or the month before last, and then last month just recently ended five days ago. Uh, we took in 129. Wow. So that's 260 cars we've taken in in the past couple of months. So we got just a hair behind, but we're mm-hmm. getting caught up. It's just one of those things, you know. This time of year is a really busy, busy time for us. So just be patient with us, mm-hmm. folks. If you bring a car to us. We promise we put them in order. We don't skip ahead for cars. Even my own cars, we don't skip ahead. If I buy something to, to mm-hmm. resell here or like our Jeep, I, I I will I I will admit I did skip ahead on the Jeep. Only because it's going down in value every second of every day. <laughs> Get it up there. <laughs> Most of up. our cars are not depreciating as they sit on our floor. They're either staying at the price point mm-hmm. they are or they're going up in value. Right. 
that Jeep is, you know, right now I just lost another $20. Yeah. Every, every minute, come on, let's go. Come let's on, go. Pete. So anyway, right. Right it up. yeah, uh, Peter, our uh, content editor, who does a, a fabulous job and how he does what he does, I don't know. I don't either. How to write, you know, 25 or 30 descriptions every week with a blank sheet of paper. Now, mm-hmm. granted, uh, you know, we have a lot of duplicate cars that are similar to others that we've had. And so the first paragraph we always lead in with some historical information mm-hmm. about the year, make, model, style, whatever it may be. And that can be replicated. But the particular car, they're just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time writing the 30-second scripts for the hundreds of TikToks we've done. Right. And I can't imagine doing what he does. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine it. But it's <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. And uh, I, my hat's off to him and as well as all of our staff. The, I mean, the amount of titles and stuff that we go through and paperwork mm-hmm. and problem child titles mm-hmm. and things that you can't imagine. Uh, and that's why people use, utilize our service because there's, I mean, there's a lot of hoops. And then if you've got a problem where you don't know how to fix it and where do you go and how do you do it? And, you know, PennDOT's not open to, not even, PennDOT's open to, I guess, the consumers, but they're not open to the dealers mm-hmm. at all and has not been for a couple of years now since, since the pandemic. Interesting. And I don't know that they're ever going to open back up. And it was, it was always nice to be able to go to Harrisburg if you had a problem that, that couldn't be solved by your local notary or tag mm-hmm. office. And some of them are better than others. Uh, we have a, lo- a great local tag service mm-hmm. here, Steyer Insurance, uh, Sandy and her husband, um, uh, have here and they do, uh, insp- uh, titling and all that for us here. And then were we- they here before you? Yeah, they were here wow. before us. So, so they- yeah, wow. you know, right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and there was another tag office in town that closed right after, wow. shortly after we, o- we Oops. opened. So yeah, <laughs> timing is everything, right? So uh, anyway, I'm still rambling on and we're need to go to a commercial break. So when we return, we will try to get through the rest of our inventory today. We'll talk about more things that we don't know the answer to when we come back. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from our studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Went to the casino again last night. Place is becoming Hollywood. <clears throat> Hollywood Casino Morgantown, in Morgantown. Morgantown, because Hollywood and Morgantown are synonymous. I didn't do. Yeah, I didn't do so well last night though. But uh, you know, win some, you, lose some. Win yeah. some, you lose some. We're up or down, or you know. But it's fun. It's a blast to go over there, and it's fun to have something to do in Morgantown. For sure. I mean, for years we've lived here. Well, well, over five years we've lived here now, and there just has never been much to do around town. There's a couple mm-hmm. of restaurants, you know, that you can go sit down type restaurants. There's a few of those, but really no. 
no entertainment and there's no bowling alley. There's no, like I would go bowling that much or ice skating or right. roller skating or. Not much. There's not much. So. Because there's less than a thousand actual residents right, yeah, in Morgantown. Yeah. And the problem is, is that, you know, there are towns that are close to here mm-hmm. that you can go do things, but it's a long drive. Mm-hmm. It's 30, 45 minutes, an hour drive. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to have a glass of wine, then, you know, how I don't want to do that because I don't want to drive. Da, 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 da. So, and then of course, you know, we had the incident out here in front of the McDonald's last week with the <laughs> pig gut spilled all over the road. Is that, what it was? that was their most exciting thing that's happened was. in a long time. We saw police and fire. I know. Very exciting. A big truck full of pig parts spilled. Is that what it was? Yeah. And my detailer was cleaning up one of my cars and I said, is that tar down there? And he goes, no, it's a piece of a pig. Oh. <laughs> Well, it is, it is ag land out here. Yeah, so. we are agville. <laughs> so, so we might have a few, uh, pig Spill. parts, <laughs> spills of pig parts on the uh, road. I, I hear it didn't smell very good either. It, I, was, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> so it anyway. was brutal. We didn't know what it was. So other inventory, we got a 70 Ford Falcon. It's grabber blue over black and grabber blue. Is almost petty blue, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. not petty blue. That's a good way to describe. Yeah, it. is 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 a different color, but most people would mistake it for that color. Um, uh, but it's really an interesting car. It's uh, only really 1970 was only they only made it for like half a year. Huh. Uh, it's got the 351 Windsor, and this has got an upgraded, you know, some a fuel injection, a Tremec five speed vintage air, uh, Edelbrock heads, and uh, so it's it's had some upgrades to it, but uh, really a neat car, an interesting. car car and one that you don't see often and a lot of people that's that's their mantra that's what they look for when they're come here they want something that nobody else has Mm -hmm. you know a lot of guys don't care to have a 65 mustang or a 77 corvette or or you know any of these well-known popular type cars they want something offbeat right like the sunbeam alpine we just talked about like the this uh torino that's why the buicks the amcs do well yeah there's a, a dodge polara but 500 yeah. back there that's cool <laughs> it's very cool and uh and then another one just fits the same bill as a 31 oldsmobile we just got in the f31 cabriolet and most people would mistake that for a model a mm-hmm. you'd say oh that looks like a model a and I it would. does look very similar right. to Model because if you don't really know there's very subtle differences of these pre-war Generic type cars, not the Duesenbergs and the Rolls is mm-hmm. all custom bodied and all that, but these, you know, more mainstream type cars from the thirties are all very similar in, in look and style and feel and. Isn't that, that interesting? Cause people today are complaining that all the SUVs look alike I and know. all the cars look alike they and they were it's like that back to, yeah. But that's the way it was back then. You know, you know why cars look alike now, don't you? Oh, that would definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there, the, because all the engineers went to the same school. Oh. And they're all trying to get the same uh, fuel mileage aerodynamics. and aerodynamics. And so they all went to, oh. you know, they all graduated from the same textbook. Interesting. And so they all are, you know, they all have come to the same conclusion. Is and that, in the 30s, they were just copying each other, right? Yeah, they were just doing, you know, whatever they had to do. This is a car and this is what it's supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, a car's supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have fenders and four wheels and, you know, be boxy looking and come in black. And that's it. This one is uh, pale yellow and bl- with uh, with black fenders and over hmm. black interior. It's an older restoration. But uh got a huge uh, leather trunk on the back mm-hmm. and uh the rumble seat, which is of course not a fun place to ride. <laughs> you're not relegated. It's like the pickup truck bed. You yeah, know? you know you're the low man with, on with the a totem little pole. padding. <laughs> yeah, you know you're the low man on the totem pole if you're in the back oh. of the truck, pickup truck bed. Um, 197.5 cubic inch inline six. Um, so. Uh, 
a little more powerful than some and not as powerful as the V8s mm-hmm. are coming out uh, right about then with Fords. Uh, but, you know, still a really desirable car, uh, believe it or not, and rare. And you just don't see them very often, and that's probably why they get mistaken for Model A's. Right. So, uh, and then a 58 Ford Ranch Wagon that we got in. It's Silverstone blue and Colonial white over light blue and pale blue, which sounds to me like the same color. <laughs> What's the difference between light blue and pale blue? It's got to be this close to the just same. two different shades of blue, probably. Yeah, shades of blue, mm-hmm. a, a wider shade of pale. It's cool. Uh, it's very cool. And that's one you don't see very often as well either. Uh, it's got a two-tone paint job. It's got the 312 cubic inch Thunderbird V8, which was a pretty healthy motor back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's a station wagon, so it weighs considerable amount. <laughs> three tons. <laughs> three ton. Um, and uh, it's a three-speed manual with overdrive, which is really nice to have because you really are searching for another gear on a three-speed. And even on a four-speed, you're searching for another gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, you w- – how many cars have you driven – that had a four speed that you just would kill for them to have a, a one extra gear. For sure. Uh, there's a lot of Camaros that are that way, sixties, first gen Camaros that are like that and uh, Corvettes that are like that as well too. So, uh, what was that? <laughs> Stopwatch. You're okay. <laughs> we got plenty sure? of time. <laughs> I don't have to stretch. Nope. I'm not stretching right, right. today. All right. Cool. So anyway, uh, if you get a chance, check out all these cars. Um, that ranch the- wagon is, uh, we featured it on TikTok. I thought it would blow up because I think it's such a cool car, but he's got these, uh, vintage, vacation stickers on the back yeah. windows that are so cool. Yeah. Just the stickers alone. I looked up one of them because it, it mentions a, a where my wife is from. Right. I thought, oh, that's a cool sticker. I'm going to get right. one for my wife. And it's really rare. This, really? This decal is really Isn't rare. funny? Stickers are rare. But, you know, when yeah. you, when, in the old days when you traveled, you would yeah. get, you know, each place you went, you would get something, a sticker right. uh, that people would put on their windshields. And I remember seeing pictures from, uh, or not pictures, but uh, actually a film uh, from the 30s of people that were traveling to the national parks and they would get, I think it was pins they gave mm. them or something mm-hmm. and little stickers and, and they would put on their car. And I mean, it just, well, that's what this car recreated. Right. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's the vacation car. Cause I don't think this car went to Zion national park or right. Marine San Francisco and all that, but it, it looks like it did. It's, it's very cool. It, if it didn't, it should have. It's sharp, you know, and, and that's the thing. And, of course, you know, that's when, I mean, that was really one of the only ways to travel back mm-hmm. in the day. I mean, you really didn't have many options uh, if you wanted to go somewhere. You were either going by train or by a car. And train trips, I guess, were probably interesting, but probably weren't as much fun as they seem. Right. You know, it's probably more romantic sounding than it actually is. Right. It was probably noisy mm-hmm. and hot dirty. and dirty right. and bumpy and, you know, all kinds of cast of characters on there. And, you know, back I, in the day. I mentioned on the TikTok that a, a wagon like that was also used as like a utility vehicle back in the day. So if you had a, if you were a club racer, yep. chances are your crew or family were in there and you towing your car out back. Absolutely. We saw, uh, you know, contractors and plumbers back in the day would have a station wagon right. or delivery. They were, Used as delivery vehicles mm-hmm. for companies because there weren't really minivans back then. We didn't yeah. have, the minivan came along and just was like, "Oh my gosh, this is how perfect!" <laughs> I mean, it was revolutionary in so many respects. Obviously, proven by the success of the Dodge Caravan. I mean, that thing right. still going today. How many years have they been making that thing since mm-hmm. 1980 or yeah, late 70s, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably 80. So mm-hmm. it's 42, 43 years young. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. Um, uh, if you get a chance, 
go to our website, classicautomall.com, and click on inventory. And if you want to see what's been sold and sold recently, you can click on the sold tab on that as well, too. And then there's another tab for just the barn finds. So they're in the full inventory, but they're also singled out under that tab of barn finds. So if you get a chance, uh, check out our website. Go to our YouTube channel is getting a lot of hits lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and TikTok and and uh, Instagram are doing really, really well. Our, we're still amazed by our 79 Oldsmobile that just blew up. <laughs> Million plus. Well, I've got a we've got a um, uh, Crown Vic. Yeah, that has you, had, you just took in that right. very low mileage. Right, I think it's on the website actually. It has twelve thousand miles. Oh, right, and it's a mid nineties Crown Vic, not the police model. It's, right, it's really the luxury, and I think that one will do pretty good too. Oh, that's, that's one of those. Halo, I'm not a Halo car, but one of those cars that everybody had. Everybody had, everybody has a story about it. Though. Yeah. It's funny because you can put something out there that you think is going to be just the coolest thing and everybody's going to love it. And you get 11 people who like, like the it. The wagon. I thought the wagon would blow up. I love that. I yeah, that. Nine, nine hits or whatever. You got a million two on this. Well, awesome. A slow day for us is like 2,500. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're at a new level now. Well, same like we were just saying with the sales, you know, oh, we only, darn, we only sold four <laughs> yesterday. Well, boo-hoo, right, poor right. Stuart and his crew. Right. Um, you know, but it's, it's part of the nature of the business. I mean, nobody has to have these cars. These are cars that are desires, not needs. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. And listen, if, if you find something that you like, um, Give us a call, and we'll put it aside for you so you can come take a look at it or have it inspected or whatever you need done. And if you decide you don't want it, we'll give you your money back. You know, it's that simple. If if it doesn't fit you for whatever reason, literally doesn't fit you, you can't get in it. <laughs> We've right. had that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too low for you, a Corvette or something. Yeah, we're okay with it because you know what? You'll come back if, if we've got enough inventory and enough things coming in. You'll eventually we'll find the right thing for How you. How many Corvettes did you say we had? Sixty, sixty something. Eh? I think a lot of them come here, and this is not a cut on anybody, but I think there, there, you get to an age where you don't want to be climbing in and out of a Corvette. You know, some That's of them, exactly right. the modern ones are really low. Well, I mean, I think everybody's dream car. Once they get it, well, they'll find faults in. It. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted when I was growing up. Everybody wanted a Cobra. And of course, the, about the third time, as we've said before, you burnt your leg on it and you got really tired of the Cobra and it was hot and it was noisy. And yeah. again, you know, one of those things that it's no cup holder, no cup holder for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Where are you going to put your, you know, Slurpee? I'm not even sure there's an ashtray in those things. <laughs> uh, not an ashtray. That, uh, do cars still have ashtrays? I know that in our new Range Rover, there's the cigarette lighter is a plastic thing it's not even a lighter oh, right it just it's just something oh, right. that goes in the hole tab yeah yeah so I yeah i think that's a thing of the past yeah i think but that, a lot of the cars we have here have backseat ashtrays like sure growing up with a 68 buick lesabre it had ashtrays in the back because you know uh, older airplanes still have ashtrays is that right <laughs> yeah you imagine being a non-smoker oh, on that's an airplane right. in the, right in the, in the, in the armrest oh, yeah, yeah. So can you imagine? So if you get on a plane now and it has an ashtray, you realize you're really <laughs> take cross your fingers. So I remember back in probably like the late '80s, I was getting on an airplane and I got stopped right at the the threshold, walking into the door, mm-hmm. and I glanced over and there's this plate on the side of the uh, the door there that shows the year the airplane's oh, okay. like VIN plate, well, right, 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 and specs, and it was built in like 1964, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that's I don't. Of course, as 
talking to the pilot, he said, look, he says, there's not a part on this plane that was built in 64 now because right. everything's been redone mm-hmm. and replaced and fixed and upgraded and all that. So you're flying in a 1968 plane, not a 64. No, right, right, uh, right. but it was funny because I never really thought about that until then. And then I thought very hard about it because <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm getting in a plane that's now 16, 17. I think this was 81, 17 years old. So, um, yeah, there was that. So right. be careful what you don't read everything. Right. You don't have to be so daggum nosy. Just, just, <laughs> just go get, with the flow. Get a drink and sit down <laughs> and chill, with the, chill out, for heaven's sakes. When we return, we might get to the last little bit of, you know, my 17 pages of notes that I have right. here that we can't get through. Anyway, we'll be back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast in just a couple of minutes. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Automobile Podcast. I'm having computer troubles this morning. Sorry to hear it. Yeah, it's just now it's grinding away and not doing anything. So, daggum you, computer. So, anyway, um, some interesting news. I don't think I talked about this last week. If I did, pardon me. All right. Uh, I was elected to the board of directors of the Boyertown Museum. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, so congratulations. My, thank you. My term starts January 1st. Boyertown Museum of Historic, Historic vehicles. vehicles. Full name. Yeah. Good for you. Um, and it's basically the transportation history of Pennsylvania in their building. They've got just about every car that was ever made or partly made or bodies were made in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's a really a neat. It's got gasoline. They got electric cars in the early 1900s. Um, they've got uh, the it's the former home of the Boyertown Auto Body Works, um, which ran from 1872 to hmm. like 1990. Um, it's just really a interesting building, interesting place. Uh, a neat bunch of people that are on the board. Bob Dare, a friend of uh, Classic Auto Malls, and and uh, my partner uh, is on the board as well too. So. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll, it, it's, it'll be a nice perspective to see a different, a different thought process in a collection of cars, mm-hmm. you know, and how that works and the for, you know, the museum side of it, not for profit and all that is just, you know, it's interesting because we don't see that side of it here because we're not a museum. We're not even close to a museum. Right. I mean, we have a lot of elements that a museum would love to have. We have obviously space and we have, uh, um, you know, lots of space and lots of cars, uh, but that in and of itself doesn't make a museum. You know, a museum has got to be 
educational, and I guess we are to some degree with the descriptions that we write about the cars mm-hmm. and the little historical part that we write about them. But for the most part, we're just a big old used car lot <laughs> with cool old cars, uh, granted, you know, um, and 815 or so now and 818 soon to be with those three that you got coming in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things, but, but Boyertown is really cool. If you get a chance, go see them there up in Boyertown, which is just north of here, about what, 30 miles, 30 miles mm-hmm. or so, 30 ish miles. Um, it was established in 1965, which is a long time ago for a museum. There weren't a lot of museums around in 1965. Right. And, uh, um, it was Paul Hafer, uh, and his wife founded it. And he actually, uh, he was served for 21 years as the chairman of the executive committee of the Boyertown Museum. And, uh, and they did an endowment, which the, the, the museum still lives off of. And of course they get donations still too, and they do fundraisers and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to be uh, involved with it. And, uh, <clears throat> from an operational and a marketing standpoint, it'll be interesting to see a different perspective. And, uh, so we'll, we'll start and that. And the curator on, uh-huh. on the show. So that show's available if you want to hear all about that museum. Yeah. Go yeah. to AmericasWebRadio.com and download yeah. that show. Yeah. Or yeah. Spotify. Or Spotify or, or the major carriers. Major and, carriers. Uh, what I love about that place, aside from the cars, because obviously right. the cars are the highlight, but they have a diner, a full-size it's working so, diner. So well, cool. work sometimes. Yeah. And they have fundraisers. Right. It's and very cool. It's real fun. That is, and there's just some really neat pieces that they have in there. And I don't get terribly excited about going to museums much because a lot of them are not, they're, they're not well lit or this, mm-hmm. or they're, they're just, they're just not, they're, maybe the cars aren't something that I'm interested in, uh, particularly of the style that they may be showing. But this place is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It really is. We've got some great museums around here. We've got the Boyer Town. We've got the Hershey Museum down in Hershey. We got some private museums. We've got uh, uh, what's his uh, our buddy up north, Mascaro. uh, Mascaro's uh, collection, which is, I guess, you could classify as a museum, uh, and uh, and some wonderful collections just right around here. So if you get a chance, you should make a day trip to any one of these wonderful places. But come see us at Boyertown, and uh, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. It'll be interesting to be nice. uh, on the board of directors with them, and uh, look forward to that. Cool. I was just reading. About the new Ford, and I don't know how, how they're going to duplicate these or make these when we go to all battery power. Right. But <clears throat> the new Ford F four fifty Super Duty Dually towing capacity forty thousand pounds. What is forty thousand? I don't. Pounds? Know. I mean, the heaviest camper is what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Ten thousand? Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Forty thousand. That's 40, a lot. Of what are you going to need that for when you're? Taking cars to Hershey. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I think I need that one. <laughs> I've got the High Country Dually, and it's got, I don't know, it probably tows 30,000 pounds. Okay. I think it does. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 30,000. Yeah, with the trailer, with, with cars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could, if you had a two-car gooseneck, uh, the two cars, 10,000, 20, I mean, I don't know. You yeah. Get, not, but not forty, <clears throat> not forty. I think but, the electrics will be able to do it for about three miles, and then they right. run out. <laughs> they'll start. They'll start <laughs> smoking. Um, and and so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, this thing's got twelve hundred pound feet of torque, uh, five hundred horsepower turbo diesel. Oh, the Silverado has thirty six. Is the new Silverado hmm. uh, heavy duty is thirty six thousand pounds. So I don't know what people are hauling. Barrel, yeah, barrels of mercury. <laughs> <laughs> They're hauling. Heavy metals for all the batteries that need to be made. Yeah, of course, they got to get them there somehow. That's another right? story. Right. Uh, I just saw. Did you see the uh, Mecham? Uh, their sale coming up in Kissimmee in January. They're gonna. Ha- they expect four thousand cars. 
That's just uh, what? Yeah, four thousand cars in a ten day period. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we've consigned four thousand cars in five years here. That's one weekend or a long weekend or a long week, I guess I sh- you should say. I think it's ten days. Uh, but they have nine Ram Air Four Pontiacs. Hmm consigned to the sale i mean when's the last time you see a ram air four pontiac you just don't see them two together would yeah be yeah would be you know unique yeah very unique but nine mm-hmm. is that one collect somebody's one collector yeah it's, oh, it is. it's a guy who's collected them over the years okay and i just sought them out and you know y'all i always wonder about collections like that is that you know i'm sure the guy is uber knowledgeable about ram air fours and pontiacs mm-hmm. and, and all of that but are they all real? You know, I mean, is, is one slipped through the cracks somehow yeah. that, it, you know, one, one of the nine, maybe the guy was so well replicated and documented and yada, yada, yada. And it turned, you never know. If you didn't know these cars from new, um, you know, I don't know how you would know, uh, some of the history on these cars, but you know, if you're an expert, I guess that's, yeah, that's part of, of how you do it and what you do. And then of course, me, Meekum, uh, tends to do a lot of verifying of, of numbers matching and all that. And there's some forms that I think you even sign and fill out. If you're selling a car claiming it to be numbers matching, there's a certain form that you have to fill out. And then buying a numbers matching claimed car, uh, probably another form. And it's probably a disclaimer that says we can't prove for sure that this is really mm-hmm. that, or I don't know what it is exactly. I'll have to look and see. And, uh, but was that a dog? <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> Hope not. Maybe no pets crow, allowed. Crow. Or eating crow. Um, so anyway, uh, if you get a chance, check out Meekum Sale in Kissimmee. Uh, that looks like a barn burner as usual. It's a lot of fun to go to that thing. It's just, it's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. they, they really put on an amazing show and how they process all the paperwork and titles and everything. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. I just can't believe it. So, um, and then, uh, one of the things that, uh, uh I meant to talk about prior is, uh, our buddies and, uh, uh Cumberland, uh, Gap, Tennessee, uh, 30 miles west of Knoxville, uh, have opened up a racetrack, or they're opening up a racetrack called Flat Rock Motorsports Park and Motor Club. 780 acres, this facility. Uh, the tr- track, uh, it's got a Grand Prix track that's 3 point something miles, uh, 3.5 miles circuit club track and a 2.67 mile Grand Prix track. And they can link them and make it 6.1 mile track. Mm. So, uh, this thing's going to be unbelievable. I mean, I don't know many tracks that have 6.1 miles to it. Yeah. Most of them are two to three miles. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, about a hundred million dollar project. There's going to be condos and oh, hotels wow. and nice. restaurants and an amphitheater and all this, but this, this club, uh, Track is is supposedly uh, going to be one of the best in the world, uh, designed by the guys who design all the Formula One tracks. And uh, so, if you get a chance, Flat Rock Motorsports Park uh, in between Knoxville and Nashville, and I think it's Rockwood or close to Rockwood, Tennessee. That's your old uh, haunt, old haunt, old right? stomping grounds. Yeah. And of course, you know my Tennessee Vols that. Um, Yep, we know, we know. Blabbering on about. <laughs> no, now, is Classic Automall going to have any involvement in the um, Motorsports Park? Well, we had talked about some kind of involvement. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that'll be yet, but okay. uh, we're, we're we're certainly you know things like that are interesting because you get a lot of like-minded people together at events like that or places like mm-hmm. that, and of course that's what our goal is: is to you know spread the gospel of Classic Automall. And you know, people ask me all the time, "Are you going to do another one?" Well, we might somewhere. I don't know that we would do it necessarily here, 
we need an existing building. Mm-hmm. We really to build from you know scratch built from from new uh, would be uh, so cost prohibitive. It right. just wouldn't. I, I don't think we could ever make it happen. But uh, you know, you find a building in another abandoned mall like this, uh, or a, a larger you know. Home Depot or something like that, um, then, you know, certainly uh, we're all ears. You know, mm-hmm. we're certainly going to listen to any idea or anything anybody's got. If you got something, let me know. You can email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. Go to our website, classicautomall.com. If you do, go to our website. Sign up for our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Only once a month I send it out, and it's more drivel like this. <laughs> and shorter. shorter and shorter. Drivel. Shorter. It's more bullet point-esque. So, uh, but it's not 12 pages. It's not 12 pages. 17 pages is this one today. My, <laughs> my, uh, my show Prep. manifest, right. if you will. Um, but anyway, um, what was I talking about? Buildings. You want, oh, yeah. you want buildings from, from anywhere in the country? Anywhere. Oh, yeah. I know we're, you know, we, we certainly listen to it. I, yeah. I, you know, do I want to work that hard? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> you know another one of these would be, you know, it's a lot of work. It, sure it, it is. People don't realize how much work goes into this. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything. When you're in the fun business, which is what we're in, people don't realize that it's just as hard a work as if you're in the pallet business sure. or you're in the construction business or whatever. It's just because it's a fun thing to be involved in doesn't mean that the regular, regular rigors of work and owning a business and all of that uh, don't come with it. Now, I'm not complaining. Right. I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I can tell you that. That's it. But it is uh, a lot. I'll stop whining now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work and we're dealing with assets here and, uh, you know what I figured out? You know, we've always talked about, you know, everybody, where did you get your start in the hobby and, you know, what got you interested mm-hmm. in cars? And Matchbox is usually the top of everybody's list, Matchbox cars or Hot Wheels mm-hmm. or, um, you know, um, model kits that we used to build back in the day and all that. Mine, though, came from a number of things. However, one of the things, and I just remembered this uh, last week, was that uh, a friend of our family had an older son, and he was out of town one one weekend, and we went to their our friend's house for dinner or something, and down in the basement, he had a record player, and sitting on the record player was a, a, a record called Sounds of Sebring. And it was, hmm. you know, exhaust wow. notes from cars running around at Sebring. Yeah. And this would have been 70, 60, late 60s, early wow. 70s. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. And I listened to that thing for about five hours while we were there. I mean, I don't, I, I, I just kept listening to it over and over and over again. What the <laughs> sounded like that. Sounded a little like that. Just like that. <laughs> that was deceleration higher, into higher turn pitch. three. Yeah, right. <laughs> higher pitch. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It was so, and I'd forgotten about that because, and then I was on something the other day, some Googling website mm-hmm. of something and you know how that goes. And all of a sudden you stumble across something and it was like sounds of Sebring. Oh wow. I remember that album. Where do I remember? from oh i remember from the mcmurray's house so yeah i think that one that had a real impact on me uh uh in the car world and racing car world uh in particular so uh uh, anyway so that's that's my little bit of story so yeah so uh next week uh we'll have a guest on hopefully otherwise just me me and you uh rattling on about cars visit our website classicautomall.com and uh, we'll catch you next week We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914. 
or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.